Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Randy Gaborio, CIO at Christiana Care Health System. In this segment, he talks about the challenge of preparing for a new business model while still operating in a fee-for-service world, the unique perspective he brought to the CIO role coming from manufacturing, and what the healthcare industry needs to do to remain competitive. As far as like some of the other um, you know big priorities on your plate, I know you're looking at a lot of uh, you know analytics and some of the other things we talked about. Is anything else that that's really pressing? I mean, I'm sure there is, but <laughs> anything you can think of off the bat that's like you know something that's very big on your plate right now? Well, I mean, clearly for us, it's um, as probably with a lot of organizations, it, it's the transition into building the new capabilities to perform very effectively um, in, in a value-based commerce framework, mm-hmm. that, right? That, that, that effectively, I mean, it's building an entirely new business model yeah. uh, on top of a business model and an operational engine that has to continue to perform mm-hmm. and perform very effectively in today's, in today's model. So, I mean, that to me, you know, that squarely falls into the sort of the number one priority as an organization. And a lot of these things fall in, in an orbit with it, thinking about analytics, you know, um, information integration, you know, HIE, exchange, um, patient engagement, all of these other components start to, uh, start to have to become what I'll find is the, the new core competencies that we actually have to create uh, in healthcare. An example of that is thinking about, you know, um, really hardwiring the best-known science into um, health pathways or, or specifically a care pathway. And how do you begin as an organization when there's published literature? You know, historically, it's, it's up to, you know, each individual provider to, you know, effectively uh, catch up with, um, you know, peer-reviewed literature, you know, individually assess, um, sort of, you know, you know what, what might be clinical findings and make a determination of whether to embed those types of changes into their practice. So we think about the new core competency is if you're really driving in value-based medicine and pushing hardwired science through a process, um, a core competency of the organization has to become, we have to be able to sort of very quickly be able to assess, digest, and diffuse uh, science through a, through a process totally different than uh, than the way medicine has been practiced in the past. So yeah. there's a lot of those, um, and those are, I, you know I find incredibly energizing uh, for us. And, and IT falls directly at the center of enabling a lot of those new core competencies. Yeah, sure. And, and you uh, briefly mentioned patient engagement, and then that's another model that that we're seeing. Uh, really transformed just as far as, you know, the, the patient's role in, in his or her care and uh, the change that that's going through. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, think, right, that effectively it's the holy grail mm-hmm. of, of getting someone to effectively um, engage, understand, and effectively be able to have some degree of, of self-management or active participation in not only defining what's the important outcome for themselves, um, but actually helping navigate, <laughs> navigate with a set of tools, a set of partners of uh, themselves uh, to, you know, to that intended destination over some period of time. Uh, and, you know, it becomes really important. And when you think about 
taking on, when you, you know, from my standpoint, you start thinking about, okay, we're going to take on a population of patients in a, in a, in a risk-based model, and you start to even think about engagement at a really basic level, which is if I own a patient population, maybe a, a commercial population or a Medicaid population or a Medicare population, uh, uh, but let's use, for example, if in fact, if I take on a population of people and I now own your risk, I am responsible for your healthcare dollars, whether you actually ever, in theory, engage one of our providers or not, whether you ever cross a threshold into one of our facilities or not. And if you're, you know, taking a trip to Florida and you're in a, you know, an auto accident on the way in, you know, in South Carolina, um, you know, we are incurring 100% of your costs. So it really begins to challenge your thinking about how do you how do you start to engage patients from an awareness perspective of, of kind of, hey, one, we're here and we're paying attention to, to what's important to you. Um, and we're going to engage and have a different level of sort of conversation about, about health. And then that same model means how do you begin redesigning um, the provider tools and the provider um, sort of the capabilities that they need to have and what become different core companies for them and how do we redesign uh, their care and the care teams and the people that sort of supplement sort of the providers. So really energizing to think about how you begin to drive uh, tremendous change to a totally new business model. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a good way to think about it because I'm sure it is something that can be, can be daunting, but it, it, it's it's something where it's also exciting to be a part of, you know, this type of transformation. Yeah, and obviously, you know, like you're going to have, there's, there's lots of, there'll be lots of interesting technology components, and we will, we'll, we'll push a lot of those technology components, and lots of things will take place um, outside the four walls. I mean, effectively, the perimeter of the four walls of the hospital um, or the provider office are, are, are dissolving. But, we start to think about engagement as well. Uh, it's a huge piece for us is going to be using the analytic information to actually help us figure out. Um, you know, there are, if you look at it from a couple of you know on, uh, dimensions, that you have a, a, a set of population uh, or people that you know when they're sick they do you know they they really do engage and they become consumers and they research information. Um, they'll make very active choices about the provider, um, and then you have others that. Um, as they get sick, uh, don't have even awareness. Um, and how do you start to um, identify where those people might be um, because they're effectively kind of the ticking time bombs that effectively are going to disclose their illness through an acute episode. Right. And so as we really think about really looking at the large ecosystem of information about how we can actually help people and identify identify them at risk and earlier, um, and then use sorts of engagement tools to help them uh, and help us accomplish you know accomplish a shared outcome. Yeah, really, really interesting times for sure. Now, in terms of uh, you know you and, and your own. Um, your own career path. Now, you've been at Christiana since 2010, is that correct? Correct, yep, so I've got five years. Okay, and then prior to that, um, you had some experience like uh, on the vendor side? Uh, no, I, I, I came from a 
completely different place, so uh, highly atypical for what would have come into health services. Um, I came out of global manufacturing, engineering, and distribution, basically producing products. So I have a history of working in, you know, effectively um, a handful of different industries, uh, but you know, everything from the manufacturing of aircraft engine components uh, to medical devices, um, all of which sort of, you know, on a global scale. So um, coming into health services, I am absolutely atypical, you know, I think in terms of, you know, processes and, uh, you know, variation reduction. Uh, so, you know, when I look at a readmission, uh, you know, I look at that as a process of something like in other industries um, could be, you know, is that a warranty issue uh, that's mm -hmm. taking place? Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so completely different background coming into health mm -hmm. services. I don't fit the mold whatsoever. No, no, when you mentioned about units per thousand before, <laughs> I was thinking that that does sound like a, a different perspective. So what, what, what was it that, that made you get, get interested in, uh, in taking up on this kind of role? Well, I mean, obviously there's a, you know, a few different components, you know, including, um, you know, having a young family and, uh, you, know, um, you know, ideally looking to, um, you know, reach a point where my travel was not as intense as it was for many years. Uh, but the, you know, the, the big factor here is, is moving into, you know, into a role that's health services is that this is an industry that effectively has not incurred real disruption uh, in decades. So, so for me, uh, you know, I, I'm energized by the big mega change type things um, in sort of industry industry shift and moving moving an industry and an organization to a very different place uh, as well. So health services not disrupted for a long time. The fact that it was going to be absolutely driven, enabled, powered uh, effectively by information technology um, makes it very exciting. I mean, all businesses, as they really think about it, are information management businesses. Um, but healthcare as is one industry, right? It's it's one that has a lot of information, but it's one that necessarily hasn't integrated, put together, and leveraged the information that it has available. So those factors all were very energizing for me. Say so I can come into this industry and actually, um, you know, reshape the industry from my backyard, um, which is really powerful that you can have the ability to do that in healthcare. You know, just reshape an industry from from your seat. You don't have to be sitting at a you know at a national level to be able to do this, um, and that's really empowering for me and for for my team and everybody that I've recruited to work with me here. Right. And, and did you have any moments early on where it kind of hit you? You know how how different healthcare is than than the other industries that you've worked in. Yes. Um, there's there's additional layers of complexity. Mm -hmm. that that exist um, and there's you know I, I came out of obviously working in very highly regulated um, manufacturing industries when you're producing medical devices when you're producing um, aircraft engine components when you're producing you know um, transportation related stuff right that the, the, there's a the, the quality of the product has got to be very high because when 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 something when there is a if there is an issue, the scale of which is when you have products distributed throughout the world um, can be, um, you know, um, can be very significant in, in, a, in a material way. Um, right. But yes, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of complexity. Obviously, um, you know, HIPAA as one component is just sort of 
something you kind of need to power through when you're really thinking about how do we innovate um, and do things in a different way about maybe you know, lifting, lifting sort of uh, patient-generated data and how we're going to move that information. What probably hit me the most is the amount of accepted variation that just exists in American healthcare, mm-hmm. and um, and realizing that the answers lie uh, often within the information that's there, um, and the ability of thinking of how how healthcare is configured, where you have kind of have, you've got free agents, the the reimbursement structure that exists, um, how to actually generate a platform for change and get all of the participants aligned. Um, there's additional levels of complexity there, um, but you know all of these are um, you know all of these are important components as we all get around and look at the same the same problem. You know, um, everybody can sort of get behind it, realizing that you've got to navigate through each individual sort of politics uh, as well. But I look at the examples of building up and standing a, um, a statewide health information exchange in place. Right. So uh, there are a lot of differences, but at the core. If I'm a patient and I'm entering the system and all of us have a one-in-one chance of interacting with the healthcare system, you know, and I'm at a point in my life where I'm also having to navigate through um, elder care uh, challenges as well as I have uh, a child that has a chronic disease, um, you know, having to navigate that, when, when I enter the system, you know, I want, absolutely want, and uh, you know, demand, frankly, that we should be getting the best science. We should be having, you know, the, uh, a shared objective in terms of understanding what is the optimal health position for the person, uh, you know, for that individual, whether it's me, my child, or, you know, my parent. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be very focused on delivering an absolutely exceptional experience for people as they move through. Um, and we should along the way be generating an organization that, that, um, that um, has strong vitality um, and that's able to reinvest um, in capabilities, competencies, and in talent to be able to um, continually produce that on a very consistent way. Um, and, you know, as, as in American healthcare, we still have a long way to go, but um, you know, I, I, I'm, as I think about things, I'm thinking five and ten years out and how are we starting to build these capabilities now, um, on, uh, you know, realizing that we'll be in a, you know, likely 100% value-based models of care here in five to ten years, and what capabilities do we have to create and begin to sort of straw man now and then become really good, uh, you know, exceptional at defining what become the strategic differentiating competitive things that we will do better than anyone else, um, and then how do we actually actualize those and then scale them? Yeah. So, so always looking down the road, but, it, but then at the same time, you know, looking at every experience from the eyes of, of the patient or the caregiver, too. So that's, it's, really, uh, it's really interesting how it all kind of, uh, you have to kind of keep that all tied together. Yeah, it's true, but it's, you know, it's an ensemble of uh, bringing things together. Um, and that's where, you know, effectively kind of really architecting um, clear strategy plays plays a role um, in, in an organization that um, that you create sort of a you know a, sort of a, a shared set of challenges, um, you know, a shared sort of destination uh, that's aligned, you know, um, being the you know uh, you know 
effectively as a leader, you know, driving and activating the belief throughout the organization to be able to execute on those, and then being the energy source and the communication leader uh, to constantly sort of, you know, navigate the organization and the resources to that destination. Yeah. I can't really think of a, of a better way to, uh, <laughs> to, to wrap things up. Um, so unless there's anything else you wanted to touch on, um, this has really been so interesting and really great to hear about you know, every, all the work your organization is doing as well as you know, some of your own, your own experiences. So I want to thank you so much for your time. Great, Kate. Thank you, and I appreciate the time. Sure, and um, you know I know that our, our readers are going and listeners are going to enjoy this, and um, hopefully uh, we can connect down the road and possibly even meet in person at some point. Superb. Thanks, Kate. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com/podcast.